Thank you. Most merciful and loving Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this beautiful day that you've blessed us with. And we thank you for all the many blessings you provide for us. I just ask that you be with us today as we study your word. And we just pray that uh, you will uh, bless this food that we're about to partake and bless us in all we do. We thank you for the love that you have for us and we thank you for the love that we have for one another. And most of all, we thank you for your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. And it's in his precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. <coughs> well, uh, we talking about the first part of the creed, God the Father, we believe in God the Father, creator, God the Father, of heaven and earth. Uh, the sun was also active in creation too, isn't it? But, Creed mentions specifically that the Father creates <coughs> the heavens and the earth, the whole universe, right? Genesis 1 1. <coughs> when I read that when I read that that chapter though, I, I thought they got a little carried away with it. They're talking about, you know, if if God created uh, the heaven and earth out of existing matter, then the existing matter was divine. I, I thought that was a kind of a leap. I don't know. <laughs> you know, he said God was divine. That was one objection. Right. Yeah. That, 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 uh, that the matter yeah. could have existed before. Yeah. Divine or maybe holy. Yeah, I, I, I thought holy that was... Well, this this chapter is really about the question. Uh, not so, It's not so much a doctrine of God the Father, but the doctrine of creation, yeah, and whether whether creation was out of nothing or from pre-existing, whatever stuff there was. But but does it really matter if there was a pre-existing matter or he created the matter too? I mean, I don't. Does it matter whether it's one or the other? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll 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 go around the table and see. Um, you want to. Does it matter? I think it does. Matters. What do you believe? You think it was out of nothing? I think he created out of yeah. nothing. And it really matters whether. Yeah, okay. because if, if there was stuff before, then those who don't believe in God could say, well, you know, if there was already stuff there, then, then God didn't really create anything. You know, he just kind of put <coughs> things together, you know. And, yeah. And then it doesn't answer the, the question of doesn't answer the question of you know was there a beginning you know or was this stuff always there and you know that's that's the thing that's always that's the thing that's always been the bedrock <coughs> of of science and and evolution is that there's always been stuff has always been there and therefore there's always been time for anything to happen. You know, time has, has always existed and therefore whatever options have been created, it's, it's just a matter of probability that eventually something like this Well, that happen. was one scientific theory for a while. Yeah, 
and but then, I don't know that that's prevalent now. No, no, because the, the Big Bang, the Big Bang pretty much crushed that. You know, because once they once they once they moved it back to a, a, a beginning time, then now there's not an eternity of time for all options to happen. Now everything has to happen only within this, this certain time frame, which rules out their argument that you know in an eternity of time anything can happen. What do you think, Bob? Does it matter? If yeah. you believe that matter, something was always here, and then God just reorganized yeah, if you, it. If you if you believe what Scripture says, the very first in the beginning, the beginning has to be the start of something. You know, that to me makes a difference. You know, he didn't just rearrange a bunch of stuff to create. He just he spoke yeah. it, which we can't understand. Okay. Well, big bang is from one little thing. Mike, what would you say? Well, second verse is uh, Earth is formless and void, but that was after he created, I guess, right? Yeah. So. Now, you, you're not sure it makes a lot different. God is still yeah, God. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure that it, it makes myself. I'm not sure that it makes a, makes what a do lot you of think, difference. Does it make a difference? Yeah. Well, yeah, God created everything right from that little point, the Big Bang, when it started. It was like a little spot. The point and everything came out of that. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing God could do. He created well, everything. Well, of course. Out of that. Well, we're talking about we're studying the first three or four centuries. <coughs> they didn't know anything about the Big Bang. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. They did. I remember having some and some and some Christian teachers <laughs> thought that it was a pre-existing matter. Could you be a good Christian and believe that? Oh, pre-existing. Uh, I don't know. I guess so. I remember having a discussion with my brother-in-law years ago. He was very, was very scientifically minded, uh, NASA, NASA executive, but he, he kept going back to, well, you know, millennia and all of this, you know, the matter, uh, millions of years old and everything else. You know, I said, you know, the problem with scientists is they assume that everything's linear over all these years doesn't necessarily have to be linear, you know? And, and, you know, but that was a discussion that we had, we had a difference of opinion there. So. Well, then all, all, their, all their dating and all this stuff that, that science is all predicated on the fact that conditions then were conditions now, that nothing's changed. Right, right. Right, so. It's all linear. So, yeah, yeah. So it's all linear, it's all continuous, and it's all constant. Right. So, so if, if carbon-14 decays at this rate now, it must have always decayed right. that way. Right. And that's what they base all this stuff on. Exactly. If that's not true, then it's all bets are off. Right. You know? None of this stuff that you're dating and doing is, is really yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. One. Let's go to the scripture. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now we've expressed our opinions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's go to the, what does the Genesis 1, 1 and 2 say? In the beginning of uh, God. What, what uh, uh, version uh, do you tend to use? You, you're using the King James Version. What does King James Version say? Right. Actually, I've quoted it here, but you can okay. read it to us. Right. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. Period. Period. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Okay. 
it created the heaven and earth, and this heaven and the earth, he says then, that's a period, and this earth was with, without form and void, it was just chaos. And then verse 3 starts uh, the organization, right? Uh, and the various uh, light and the sea and the animals and plants and so forth, right? Um, <coughs> what version do you use, Sal? NIV. What does the NIV say? Uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Period? Period. Okay. They didn't have period. Now the, earth, <laughs> now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Now that's very similar they to are. King yeah, James. Very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which is unusual. Yeah. Yeah. So what does the new, uh, what does the revised standard version say? When, when, when God began to create the heavens and the earth, when he began, the earth was complete comma. chaos. Comma. Yeah, comma. <laughs> yeah, this, verses one and two are one, com one whole sentence. Right. Uh, and that uh, that first part is what you would call in English grammar a subordinate clause. It doesn't state that God created the heaven and earth. It says when he began to create, then it describes how everything was chaos and darkness uh, and, the, and the wind of God or the spirit of God flew over the water. Now, but it does have two footnotes. And I've, I've, I've put the footnotes in this here. You see the footnote A comes after the, uh, when God began to create. And, the, and that footnote says R. R in the beginning God created, doesn't it? It said, so the footnote says, well, it could, you could translate it this way. Right? Um, and instead of talking about the uh, wind from God, you could translate the Spirit of God which uh, and the word for spirit and wind is the same word uh, in the Hebrew um, and in the Greek too for that matter um, so same, same word for breath, so is uh, what does what does Genesis 1 1 and 2 say is it like like in the NIV uh, like in the King version and the NIV or or is the revised standard version more accurate? Well, the, the, the scholars say they, that there's some ambiguity. You could translate it either way. Uh, well, that was safe. What? That was safe. <laughs> well, and the NRS, the Revised Standard Version, does say <coughs> indicate that, that. Well, it could be. It could. It has an R, doesn't it? When God created, R God created. It could be either way. Um, and I don't know enough Hebrew to even give you an opinion. <laughs> Anybody else here have no Hebrew to give an opinion on that? <laughs> actually, verse three, verse three is actually more more powerful than one and two because <coughs> verse three says, "And God said, let there be light, light and there was light, which is really more of a creation thing than than earths and stuff like that. Yeah. 
By the way, I got to thinking about this. Uh, you know that uh, if you think of what the universe is composed of, <coughs> this kind of stuff like this. Did you know that this is what these these scientists say? I mean that this stuff that we call regular matter that's only five percent of the universe only five percent what's the rest of what's the rest of the universe made of 26 percent is dark matter in other words they have no idea what it is but it's some kind of matter and, and, you, and then that leaves about 68 percent and you know what that is Dark energy. Lie over here. 68% of all the universe is dark energy. Well, and like you said, that between dark energy and dark matter, that's what. 5% is what we think about. 5% is what we is see. dark something. <laughs> and dark, dark is just science's way of saying we don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's all that is. That's right. We used to we, call that a fudge factor. We, you know, we we have some idea about it. We can, you know, we know something about, you know, the laws of chemistry. And the law, what we call the laws of physics and chemistry, that, that applies to five percent. Thank you. But the other 95 percent, we, we have no idea right. what it, how it works or what it is. Or right. there's no, we don't have any idea of the laws that describe <laughs> that. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, pretty much. And I'm watching this series on uh, on Netflix, which is it's called the Planet Earth, right? And it, it takes Earth from the early days, right? All the way, all the way through, and it goes through. You know, this hundred million years is this, and this hundred million years is this. And uh, one of the things that's that's amazing is is the things that they say as fact that they have no way of, of knowing. Like, for example, they'll they'll describe something from. 300 million years ago that does, doesn't exist any longer, you know, and they'll describe, they'll describe like the colors and stuff like that, and it's like, you have no way of knowing that, right. like, there's no exactly. fossil <laughs> colors, I mean, it's like, they just, they just embellish these things, but they present them as, as fact, as fact, right. as, as we know this to be true, you know, they, they find, you know, the, the, the pinky, you know, of, of something, and they build an entire structure from it, and it's like, oh, okay, this must be, you know. <laughs> but, anyway, the, this chapter is about that issue, and it, um, and the early church discussed that, the, the argument for that creation is what the Latin phrase <coughs> became so common, creatio ex nihilo, if you want to impress your friends, uh, <laughs> be, be sure and memorize that. Uh, creatio ex nihilo. Yes, the Hebrew word for create, bara, in Genesis 1, is never used elsewhere in the Old Testament. 
in connection with making something from pre-existing material. Uh, it's used only in Genesis to describe the creation of the universe. And so you could argue that that's, that means that it's, it's not like a, a carpenter who takes uh, wood and makes a table or a chair or builds a house. He, he doesn't take lumber. He makes, carpenters make something, don't they? Uh, and there's a word for make. But that's not the word in Genesis. There's a word bara, which only is only used there. However, <laughs> uh, the argument for no, <laughs> it doesn't mean creates the ex nihilo, because the Jewish scholars who translated the Bible into Greek in the second century used the ordinary Greek word for make to translate bara. So you'd say, well, they were they were Jewish scholars, and you might say, you know, they seem to just think that they create just seems to make something out of pre-existing material. And the other argument is that 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 it doesn't explicitly and clearly say that he created out of nothing. Now, so there's arguments for and against. Uh, now the uh, the the ph philosophers all uh, thought, as far as the universe was concerned, if you if you uh, take Aristotle for example, he believed, of course, the universe was eternal, but God was e the However, the only way you could explain the visible universe or, or what's happening in the visible universe, uh, everything that happens has a pre-existing cause, right? The fact that there's co coffee in this cup was caused by the fact that Judy poured it in here. And that was caused by the fact that it was made back there in the kitchen. And that was caused by the fact that somebody in, down in uh, Brazil grew the coffee and it was shipped. And that was caused by the uh, uh, elements in the ground. And then that, those elements in the ground were caused by something else, right? So you, everything that we see is caused. But Aristotle said, you know, there must be something that that is the beginning of cause that itself is not caused so he, he uh, just philosophical philosophically came to the conclusion there, there, there is an uncaused cause that, that would he would call God who was the who himself isn't caused, but caused everything else that follows. But but that's always that, that's always been going on in the universe. Uh, and <clears throat> Plato thought uh, that his idea of uh, uh, God, he didn't. He, I don't think he even used the word God. It was he used another word uh, to bring order out of chaos and disorder. 
and uh, Stoicism had a, a thought of something like a divine spirit or logos, the reason that permeated the universe and, and brought form and life and rationality to everything. So uh, there were early Jewish and Christian teachers who, who favored creation from pre-existing matter. Philo, a Jewish philosopher early in the first century, and he's you remember they have these quotations from, I won't go back, the Shepherd of Hermas, late first century, and in fact, this book, Shepherd of Hermas, was included uh, in one of the manuscripts that included our New Testament writings at one point. Uh, so it, some Christians kind of looked at it like uh, we would look at the, the Gospel of Mark or the, write, the letters of Paul. Just a martyr, the middle of the second century. But uh, late in the second century and into the third century, the uh, we have teachers who favor creatio ex nihil, creation out of nothing. Uh, particularly Tertullian, who was an important teacher, said that since scripture does not declare what material existed before God created the earth, it's more logical to assume that there was no material. It doesn't declare what material, so he just thinks it's more logical. Well, we, uh, we, What about the theory of the Big Bang, which uh, is fairly uh, recent? <clears throat> you think that's evidence for creatio ex nihilo? <coughs> Can you use that? Do you think? Uh, if in the second century, if they if uh, they were familiar with this theory, do you think they would have referred to that as evidence? Does it seem to be some evidence to you? I, there had to be a beginning sometime or other. What? There was a beginning at some point. So you think about what, how that, and, the, and you think the Big Bang uh, came out is nothing. evidence of the of that. Yes, it came out of nothing. It just came as but what they say is just out of a little point, out of a little tiny little spot, came the whole universe. But. But science doesn't say the Big Bang was out of nothing. Science says that everything was there. It was just singular. And then it all spread out is basically what it said. So science doesn't, is, well, it can't. It's unwilling to admit that something came from nothing. Because there's no scientific well, explanation for that. I'm not sure. <coughs> That you said that the theory is that everything is there, it's just compressed right into a, a, a point. 
they call it a. They just fell into the place. word. The word that they use is the word singularity. Everything expanded too fast, um, and it would just go. It wouldn't allow any suns <coughs> to coalesce. Start suns and galaxies and such. If it did too slow, then it would all end up coming and falling back on itself. At, at least uh, I know that there are many. There are physicists who are who are um, atheists. Who believe in the Big Bang? So apparently, the Big the Big Bang doesn't convince them that there must be a God. Right. Uh, well, the Big Bang doesn't necessitate a God. Right. Because that just says that all the energy in the universe was there. It was just all at one point, and then it expanded. Although I, I recall reading one article in Scientific American years ago. That's, that said, really, uh, in the end, what did the universe come from? It came from nothing. I think it used the word nothing. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you did too many And now, and now it, amazingly, you could get into a debate about the meaning of the word nothing. <laughs> what is? What does it really mean to say there was nothing? <laughs> By virtue of the fact that right now they're talking about dark energy and dark matter and all of that, I mean, they don't really, just because the known materials were, were in the Big Bang, since we don't know anything about dark energy and dark matter, we don't know that they were created out of the Big Bang. We don't know. I mean, science isn't claiming that they came out of the Big Bang because they don't know what it is. They can't find it. They can't find it. <laughs> you know. Well, they say <clears throat> they say that one of the main evidences is the universe is expanding, and it's expanding at such a rate you cannot explain it by the uh, the amount of uh, by the laws that we presently that presently explain what we know. So we must, we hypothesize there must be some other energy uh, bringing about this expansion. There's, there's nothing in, in the universe that we know that explains why it's just expanding the way it is. Except, you know, there must be a lot of energy, some kind of energy causing that to happen. That's, one of the, the, that's an evidence they say for it, for this energy. But here's what I would say to you guys, that the, the importance of creation is, is, is the fact that God, the, the main point is that God is responsible for this creation. It is His creation. It belongs to Him and He governs it. And he not and, and it's not just that in the beginning that somehow or other he made it and that was it. That's a deistic view. God did start everything off. Like the watchmaker, you know, who, who makes right. the watch and he winds it up and then he for you know, he has nothing to do with it runs on its own according to its own internal laws. 
that the universe just runs on its own and God has nothing to do with it. That's deism. But that's not that's not the biblical deism. Uh, you know, over and over in the Bible, like I quote, I can quote these verses multiple times. Uh, but I was just reading the other day in Psalm 44, and I just thought, well, I'll stick this in. The psalmist says, it was not by their hand, that, that is the original Israelites who came into to, uh, the, to, uh, Canaan, it was not by their sword that the Israelites won their land. It was not by their sword. Well, we go back and read the book of Joshua. It says specifically that they went in and went to battle, didn't they? Town after town, they <coughs> conquered and they put people to death, didn't they? And that, that it says that. Yeah. But the but God gave them the victory. But the psalmist says it was not by their sword. Mm -hmm. The psalm, but the, 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 was the psalmist ignorant of the fact that they actually used swords in battle? No, he wasn't is ignorant of that, was he? And of course, the, the, the Bible talks about God bringing forth food from the earth. And uh, one of the psalms talks about even giving food to the lions, the animals, and bringing God, bringing us, refreshing the earth with rain. Well, the... They were not totally giving, uh, giving, giving children. Children were a gift of God. You know, you just you think they didn't know anything about the fact that man and woman had to have sex, and that women gave birth to children. <laughs> you know, they didn't know. They didn't know everything we know about reproduction and, and genetics and all of that. But they certainly knew that all of these things worked. Didn't they? So to me, they, they, they put that's what we call the doctrine of providence. Right. To me, the mean thing in Genesis, though, that that's so powerful is is not is not whether or not God assembled elements into you know and stuff like that. That's not the powerful thing. The powerful thing is God created life out of out of non-life, right? Okay, that's the powerful thing to me because there's no other, in my mind, there's no other explanation for, for life than than somebody had to put it together, had somebody had to assemble it. We and for all of our knowledge, we're unable to to really make that transition. I keep keep looking for some way that. <laughs> that uh, some kind of primeval suit could have combined to uh, form some sort of uh, proteins that then uh, have the ability to reproduce. But they haven't found it yet. Well, and the more, the more we know, the less likely that is because pretty much everything has DNA and DNA is programmed. DNA are instructions as to how, how this entity, whatever it is, the instructions as to how an individual cell, you know, feeds itself and reproduces and all that. Those, those are all part of the instructions that are built into the DNA. Instructions aren't chaos. I mean, it'd be one thing if, and, and this is what, in my mind anyway, this is what science has 
well, over the past but centuries those, has built but those upon that these things uh, It's kind of like the belief that those instructions giving uh, enough time, those instructions could have uh, been put together by a pure accident. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, we've got a book here written by an author, but given enough time, if you if you take, uh, I guess if you take letters enough, and enough jumble monkeys, them up enough, enough monkeys and over enough, over big <laughs> of years and jumble up these letters, they would fall together in the form of some kind of book. No, but, but science denies that. Right. Science denies that because science says, the law of thermodynamics says that that order does not come from chaos. That given given enough time, things things, emer things evolve into chaos. To chaos. They don't evolve into more order. Okay, and so science can't have it both ways. You can't say that that yeah, we order comes from chaos, and then say but but every law we know in science goes the other way. You know, Dr. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Dr. Michael Bay in the Darwin Black Boxes, it's like walking across the desert and finding a watch. You know, how did, you know, it, it just it just happened, right? Yeah. <laughs> What's the probability of something like that? Yeah. But anyway, monkeys put it there. The doctrine of providence uh, is so central to our faith, isn't it? Because prayer itself. Why do we pray if God doesn't? still have control of the universe like if he's still not in charge your prayers you know what are you, what are you asking a deist yeah. doesn't, doesn't pray does it because the world is going to operate the way it operates and your right. prayers there's no point to it make any difference right there's no point to it but 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 prayer is is supplication it's asking for whatever you believe in to, to change something right. but scientific laws the way natural law works can be true. That's what I think. But it's also true that God can have an effect on this world and that He is in charge. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Good morning. One doesn't preclude the other. It's, it's what I call the, both the horizontal way of understanding things and a, and a vertical way that there's that, that both are true. Now, how can they both be true? I, I don't have an explanation for that. But uh, that's what, that's what uh, as a Christian, that's what the doctrine of creation means. It doesn't mean just that God, you know, started stuff. It means that He is responsible for everything, including, by the way, dark energy. <laughs> Whatever dark energy is, God's responsible for it. Whatever that it's is. Not dark, it's not dark energy. You know. <laughs> he knows what it is. Is that, it's is not that dark. really... Is that dark energy? Is that really God? <coughs> is that another name for God? Hmm. Who, who, that we don't really understand. I mean, scientifically, you know, you don't, you don't come to an understanding of God through science, through, through the study of this world. Although the, the study of this world, uh, in all of its glory, tends to uh, point to 
witness to God, the Creator, doesn't it? The heavens declare the glory of God, and, and the earth, what does it say of Psalm 19? It pours forth speech, and its voice, you know, is not heard, but the, everything that we see in the heavens and the earth is speaking. Paul says that in Romans as well. Yeah. Um, but at least that there, his, his power and deity, it doesn't tell you that about his love and his mercy, or even his and or even his righteousness, his justice, but his power uh, is revealed through what has been made. <laughs> well, what about the stones? Will the stones will cry out? What? Well, what are, you have know, the scripture: the stones will cry out. Yeah. About either Christ or about creation. <clears throat> Which they do now. Archaeologists go in and find proof for, for the Bible all the time. But even uh, even if if God if there was pre-existing matter, it's clear you know that God is still in charge of it. That, that whatever is going on in the universe is due to God's handiwork. But uh, it does seem like it. Uh, like, uh, which one of the, the of the teachers? I guess it was he was a said that you know pre-existing matter kind of means there's something equal to God. That's See, that, that's been an there. assumption. It's I, that, that's the part I have God. a problem with. <laughs> Why does that make that matter divine? Because it was pre-existing. I don't. Uh. We know how all the matter came to existence on the earth. Now, other words, God made everything, and then in the process of the solar system being made, and the stars being made before the, our solar system was even made. The when they go nova, that's when you get all the different elements that come out. So they say we're made of stardust. You know, the scientists, whoever said that, was it, uh, who was that guy on TV a long time ago? Sagan. Yeah, Sagan. 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 Yeah. Didn't he say we're all made of stardust? Uh, yeah. It sounds like something. something. <laughs> but we were, though. But yeah. we are, because that's how all the different types of elements, which the sun makes, can only make up to iron, I think. You can only make up the iron in the periodic tables, but you gotta make heavy elements like gold and silver and uranium, you gotta have novas. Novas at the blast. And now they're finding chunks of rock in the uh, out in the asteroid belt that have they just sent a rocket to one that has like ten quadrillion dollars worth of gold on it. They they pretty know that because they can tell by spectroscopy that there's a lot of gold on this asteroid. Good, something more to fight over. Let's bring let's bring that asteroid. There goes the miners. There goes the price of gold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounds like something we would do. We would uh, to get that gold we we'd come up with a mechanism to attract the asteroid and not be able to slow it down. Right. <laughs> 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 